Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Kules. Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in the Spanish capital. And in today's episode, we'll be doing a Copa del Rey preview. We'll talk about the Femini getting eliminated from the Copa del Reina. And we'll get a Barca B update from Troy Cadet. And Troy joins me in the podcast. Troy, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good morning. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, we were talking a little bit briefly about the topics. And let's just get right into it. Obviously, the Copa del Rey tonight with Barca playing Sociedad. Sociedad have won nine in a row, and any thoughts on Sociedad coming to the Camp No tonight? They're on a hot streak. I think they've won at least their last five games in a row. I, I saw a little graphic that somebody put up of the, you know, the, of the last five versus Barca, so uh, they're definitely hot. They have talent, um, so it, this is a game that I'm actually like, you know, here it is morning in the United States. We are like, what, six six hours from game time approximately. And I'm like hyped up already. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. What about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. I think this will be a true test of what, uh, how the team is doing. Right. I mean, obviously we're going to have Lewandowski playing because obviously he's been suspended for La Liga, but he'll be playing tonight and also just see the mix of youth and also what Xavi does with the lineup. Is he going to full force this for the Copa del Rey or is he going to kind of limit the players he's going to use? We've seen, obviously, in the Classico using that formation. I think that would be an ideal situation for this match because I don't think you could take Sociedad lightly. And also Sociedad is really pining for this tournament as well. And they're also in, I think, third or fourth place in La Liga. So they're, they, they're, they're definitely playing at a good uh, rate right now. And again, the other thing, too, I wanted to point out, as we pointed out in our WhatsApp group, is the referee, right? And I don't always like to go to the referee issue but Gil Manzano is, is refereeing and someone put a stat there that what was it 80 percent uh yeah uh, victory rate for Real Madrid and 50 percent or 40 percent for Barca so it is an interesting thing I mean I don't think it's you know I always want to I always want to think that the referees are unbiased but you never know with this thing any any comments on the refereeing for tonight with Gil Manzano uh, well, he's my second second least favorite <laughs> ref in La Liga. So, uh, and I'm the one who I was listening to another uh, I was listening to another uh, Barca fan that has got a, a YouTube video, and he's the one who dropped those stats of uh, when he refs Barca's games. They only have like around a 50 percent, you know, win rate versus you know Real Madrid's got an 80 percent win rate when he's refing. His uncle's got a Real Madrid Pena. So we do not have a friendly ref tonight. So uh, the only good thing about that is we're not playing a, a Madrid based team. So 
Uh, he probably doesn't have, you know, any favorites in the game. So hopefully that, that helps us. But uh, this guy has, you know, made his impact. If my memory uh, serves me right, has made his impact on games, the last games that he's ref Barca pretty, pretty quickly. And you can tell right off the bat that he certainly isn't going to do us any favor. So my expectation for tonight is it's probably going to be the same. I don't even think he's going to be any different. So we, we are definitely going to have to be on our game uh, and make sure that we don't leave anything open for interpretation as far as like a close game, you know, as far as potential penalties in the box, uh, things like that, that we've run into the past, you know, two or three years that have really come to burn us. We got to make sure that we, we avoid all that, uh, all that opportunity. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. And I, I think for this match, I think it's, it's quite a big match, right? I mean, the thing is, We've been unbeaten in January since the World Cup, and we've been looking not the typical Barca, as we've noted in our WhatsApp group. But again, we've been getting the points. And like I said in the previous podcast, it's been a workmanlike performance and just trying to get those points. Again, it's going to be a security blanket to have Lewandowski out there, obviously. But I'm curious to see just, you know, for example, I want to see Balde getting the full 90. Like, I I still don't understand why Xavi continues to put Alba in there. And, you know, in the press conference after the match on Sunday, he said he put in Alba for offensive uh, input, basically, you know. And I, to me, it's like, why are you sacrificing that? Isn't defending still the most important thing as a left back? Yeah, I mean, I would just... I think maybe that's just something that he said to appease the reporter because I would actually argue that Balde presents a better offensive position than what Alba does right now because Alba, obviously, the past three, four, maybe even five years, you know, just when he does cross it, well, really, it's been blatant since Messi's been gone, but when he does these random crosses into the middle, I mean, you never know who it's going to half the time it feels like the ball's not even going to a Barca player. So, but Balde has that ability and and we saw it against El Clasico uh, in that championship game. You saw the, his ability to get that ball up the field on that left side quickly. Uh, and he has the ability to, you know, take players on when he's, when he passes, uh, you know, on the outside of the winger uh, and do things with that ball out there. So, I'm in agreement with you. I would really like to see him play uh, for 90 minutes today. Uh, I understand that Chubby probably takes him off because he is young and he wants to eliminate, you know, probably any potential mistakes that he'd made. But I think that the kid has proved himself. He has to me. I'm certainly not the coach. I'm not the manager to make those decisions. But to me, I think he's already proven himself and he deserves the he deserves the chance to be out there for the full 90 minutes to to show the world what he can do. So let me ask you this. What mistakes has he made? You know, I don't see any particular mistakes. Yeah. Like, oh, no. You know, that's that's the thing. You yeah. know, we're already we're already into, you know, more than 10 matches with him where I can confidently say that yeah. I have more confidence on his ability on the ball in pressuring the ball on the wing attack that I have no issues with that. So, again, yeah. maybe maybe this idea of mistakes, you know, could be something where Chavi's yeah. nitpicking just to yep. have Alba yeah. go into there, you know? Yeah, I think it's just a generalization of a, that he's a young, young player, player and yeah. young players make mistakes. That's that's yeah. it. And I think it's one of those where maybe maybe he's too worried about the continuance of growing his confidence instead of him actually making a mistake. You know, just like I said, it's just younger players just 
make mistakes. That's just what they do. He hasn't made any mistakes that I can recall. As a matter of fact, there was one game way back, way back, even before the World Cup in our in our group chat that some people were were blaming him for a play uh, for a play a goal that we allowed. And I was like, whoa, it wasn't his fault. Like he, <laughs> you know, he did what he needed to do. Because uh, you know, I've been a big fan of his. I've been I've been you know yelling and screaming at hey we got to give this kid a chance you know for like two years ago when I when I saw him play so like I said I think it's just a generalization I think he's earned it I think uh you know he definitely needs to be out there his the game that he played especially in uh in that El Clasico was top notch was Mm -hmm. fantastic I mean he received like a player rating uh, you know across the board of like an eight or nine from you know all these people that rate players like Okay, he's earned it, if, if you ask me. He's earned it. So, uh, again, going back to Chavi's comments, maybe that was just something that came up top of mind or maybe he was being, uh, you know, maybe he just didn't want to come out and provide any additional details of why Elba came in uh, to to put up some smoke and mirrors for today's game. You, you never know what he's yeah. doing. So, so, yeah. Yeah, because, like, for example, when Balde's not playing, I feel as confident as I do now as when Alba first joined the team. Where you, yeah. I mean, just think of like watch the match tonight, where teams are not attacking that corner as much as they used to. Right now, it's more about the right side where we have, you know, depending on if Sergio Roberto's there, that's where you would want to attack us on defense. Because now yeah. with Balde there, he covers so much ground so quickly and is really good on the pressure. And the other thing I think to look at before we go on to our next topic is the high pressure of Sociedad. You know, I think with the way we kind of lack that overall possession against extreme, you know, against really yeah. above average teams, I think that is going to be one of the factors to look at because also Sociedad is not scared of of this Barcelona for sure. And also the way Sociedad had, have been playing recently, I think that is going to lead to their scoring encounters uh, for tonight's match. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think... And I have uh, some really good confidence in today's game uh, based on the fact that Chavi, and this is one of our our group's gripes early on, was he wasn't making tactical changes, you know, with his game plan. You know what I mean? But it appears, and he has done it, like the last, I would say, four to five games. I think there was a stretch there, maybe four games in a row, where he had a completely different formation, maybe a different lineup. So he, he is doing tactical changes now. So maybe it took the team a while to understand what he was doing. Again, it's that learning process. So I, where I'm going with this is I'm, I'm hoping that he understands um, what that means. Uh, and he actually had, he actually have a flavor of this when they played that, uh, I forget their name now, that team, um, the team that they played previous to this in the Copa del Rey that scored yeah, the Intercity what, or the Sa- Sa- yeah Intercity Sa- yep, yep 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 Intercity yeah yeah they played a high press counterattacking style obviously the talent level is much lower than what they're going to sure. see this afternoon but uh, but that gave them uh, I guess some practice points of what what they're going to go against today so I'm hoping I'm hoping that based on Xavi's actions in the last since you know since we've come back from the world cup that he is going to do some tactical advantage uh game planning today and we'll we'll see something that is different that will be able to counteract their high press because technically yeah like you said traditionally this team uh, barca has not done well against teams that play a high press as they're you know passing the ball around aimlessly you know throughout the midfield that's usually been our um 
big, big time weakness, right? You know, a bad pass from Boozy and then, and then the other teams off, off to the races. Now, earlier this year, we certainly didn't have the combo of Arajo and uh, Kunde in that middle there, as well as Christensen. So we'll have to see what, uh, what Chavi does. Cause really that's a, this could be another question, but how does he, how is he going to interact those three? He's, he's got like three really good center backs right now. So uh, how, how are you going to get all three of those on the field at the same time? Does he do a different formation? Does he move one of them out to right back, which is the weak point on our, on the back four? What's he going to do today? I don't know, but that's kind of the excitement is I want to see what he does and, and how he prepares for today. Yeah. And I would say the last thing, it'll be interesting to see if he goes with the four midfielders like he did in the Classico, as opposed to the four, three, three straight up, because I think if we do the four midfielders, that kind of gives us, an idea that Chavi's taking this a little bit more seriously and trying to get that victory. But if he goes to the 4-3-3, I think he'll think that we are good enough in that formation to outrun and outpress Sociedad. So we'll see that yeah. in, in the lineup tonight. All right, let's get to the next topic. Uh, we talked about, or I talked about Femini winning the Supercopa over the weekend, which was awesome. But then they just got this news that happened over Monday night, Tuesday morning, that they got eliminated from the Copa del Reina. And it's, uh, it's a contention point because, again, with these Barca players that boycotted the national team, they are in, a, in this political type of fight with the RFEF. And again, yeah. this is an issue. We were talking about this before we were recording. It's basically a player registration slash database issue that happened. And not only is Barcelona going through this, but Sevilla has the same issue. And as we noted before, this would never happen in the men's game. In the men's, yep. in the men's uh, yeah. Copa del Rey, right? And this is happening. I wonder if it was just a, a matter of an oversight, an overlook, and they took an opportunity like Rubiales is, you know, always looking for a way to get at Barca in any way. <laughs> and I think this was a way to do that. And again, it's unfortunate if this appeal holds up because, you know, as people were joking on Twitter, the only way you're going to eliminate Barca is through a database error. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've said it before in the chat group, it's Barca versus the world. And that's what this feels like, right? Like, yeah, it's there's layers here of drama, like what you were talking about with the with the boycott, and uh, you know, and then we were talking previously before we started recording, like if it's not in their database, if this player's data uh, about this card, this red card that she received before she signed with Barcelona was not in a database, how is Barcelona supposed to know that this happened? Okay. So then it goes to what are the, and I mentioned, what are they supposed to do? Like record everything that happens with every player that they're potentially looking to sign, like the system of record, you know, and I'm doing my little quotations for us <laughs> that are just listening. The system of record should be the RFEF's database, right? That's what you go to, to see, are we okay with the, with these players? And if they didn't have anything listed in their database that this player had a card and was ineligible, how is Barcelona supposed to know? And um, and I guess that's that's probably you know my view from being on the outside, and and perhaps there's people that are deeper on the inside of of how a, a football club is run that maybe they have other explanations of. Yeah, Barcelona should know. Maybe there's some data that's provided when they sign a player, things like that. And I just don't know that. But from the outside point of view, I don't understand how they should have how they would have known if it's not listed anywhere. And, but, but with that being said, with that, ex with me throwing that excuse out there and with the relations that they're currently between these two entities, I, I mean, here we go. Barca again, has got to appeal. They're going to have to go through this whole big process. 
it was a nine to zero game. Like, yeah, yeah this yeah. player didn't make that big of a difference. It was if it was a one one and went to penalty kicks, and this player, you know, maybe you know was part of the penalty kicks or scored the goal, then I can see, ooh man, okay, this is gonna this is gonna get hairy. It's not gonna be fun. It was nine to nothing. The game was over. It was over within minutes. Like there, it wasn't even close. So to do this is a really long stab at, at Barcelona. Uh, With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. From those guys, and I just, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's, I think it's just going to, it's going to get worse from here. Yeah, and I and I the player in question is Gacy Ferreira, and and I think the thing is, you know, with this appeal, we'll see what happens. Obviously, you could see it on both sides. Chabi has come out to say that it was Barca's mistake and they should just move on. Very easy for him to just say that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, from that side, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, show a little little fla- uh, face there to support the women. But again, um, yeah, again, we'll see what happens. Like you said, nine nothing. I don't think the club in question that would advance, you know, would feel right about it. You never want to go on this kind of technicality. And again, like you said, uh, if Barca is just using the information that's provided on this RFEF website or database, then that's that's an issue, you know, and that's an right. issue. So, right. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be drama, as always, with this. Yeah. Uh, let's get into a little bit of the Barca B and the youths. Uh, you know, you are kind of youth expert on Barca. You always chime in on our WhatsApp group with really great information on players that come in. So who are we going to talk about quickly? Who do you want to highlight? I know um, Angel Alacron got his debut recently. Is that who you're going to highlight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with with Memphis leaving, uh, uh, transferring to Atletico Madrid, then somebody's we need we need some depth on the roster. And so he's going to fill that. I mean, he's been a player in question anyway. He was uh, the highlight of uh, La Masia uh, like two to three years ago, as I mentioned, had a really bad leg injury. He was out for about 14 months, has come back this year, obviously needed to, to dust the rust off the beginning of the of the season uh, for Barca B, and, uh, but then has come back and he's been on fire. Like he, I think he's had like 12 goals, seven assists. Uh, some numbers like that. So uh, he's a very he's a very good striker. He can play winger, so he has he uh, he has a couple of different positions that he can play. Uh, as you know, he he was on the roster uh, for for their last game. Don't think we'll certainly see him play today, or probably not in the in the near future. Maybe on a you know if we're playing a low level La Liga team, maybe he'll get some minutes. Uh, but he's a fantastic player to at least be on the roster for depth purposes. If you know any injuries, or we we need to give you know Lewandowski a break or, or sure. Fati a break, something like that. So, 
kids how the kid's he, fantastic he's how is he like physically is he because i feel like you know when we look at these youths coming up from barca b you know they they yeah. usually are uh, have that potential of scoring and you know like I mean, it's pretty impressive. It's 12 goals, seven assists. Yep. But I think, you know, obviously making the leap up, right, to the senior to La Liga, it's yeah. it's more mainly a physical thing. Is he, do, like from your point of view, do you see him growing out to it or is he kind of hit his max weight, max height? And this is who he's going to be. He just has to get stronger and try yeah. to make the senior team. Yeah, he's pretty physical already, actually. I think the one thing about that 14 months, uh, you know, because he had a leg injury, he was able to obviously focus – on rehab and spend time in the gym. Yes. So he, he's actually pretty physical. He will use his body. So, you know, part of his pros I listed is he is excellent at getting into position when I'm talking about moving without the ball. So he will use his body uh, to get into those positions. He's certainly not afraid of contact of mixing it up in the middle. As you know, you're going to on the big, big leagues, you're going to have to uh, be inside of some, you know, pretty big center backs across the world. So uh, I don't For think sure. I have any doubt that he'll have any issues with that. He's certainly not a big guy. He's that he's, he's not a small guy either. So he's not, yeah. you know, he's not little like a Messi or some of the players that we, you know, Pablo Torre, things like that. He's a little bit bigger. So, um, you know, that's kind of, that's funny that you mentioned that because there is, I have noticed within the last two years, a much more, uh, aggressiveness, a much more physicalness, if that's the proper word to use, uh, <laughs> amongst the Barca B players and the La Masia players as well, Juvenal A, they are definitely, there is definitely a focus. I think it's not something that they've come out and said, this is what we want to do. Sure. But behind the scenes, they are certainly, there's been a lot more, you see a lot more, yes, a lot more time in the gym, a lot more physical, building physical abilities. You see like posts that they're making on, social media of them spending time, you know, a lot of you used to just see them every video they post, they're out there doing rondos or they're doing something with the ball. And now, you know, about every third post I'd say is, you know, they're, you know, they're working with the bands out on there. They're, you know, they're doing jumps or going, they're weaving, they're doing physical activity where they're really certainly trying to get themselves stronger than what they've previously been uh, in the past. So it's good to see. It's good. I mean, that's, that's changing with the game, right? We've all talked about how the game is, uh, has changed and becoming much more athletic than it was in the past. And so that's something that we've had to catch up to. So, yeah, um, I think, I think, I think the thing is, you know, when you make that leap from Barca B to the senior team, right. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It's like how you position your body not to get shaken off on a dribble. Yeah. I mean, you have here as a con for uh, on Hill that he's not really good dribbling, but if you are up at the point, I don't really care that you need to dribble quote unquote, like you do in the yeah. midfield. Right. I think yep. it's more important to hold your ground and take those opportunities when the pass comes to have that first instinct to strike and score, because that ultimately yeah. is what you're measured on. And again, Again, I, if they are spending more time in the gym, I think that's huge because that's just going to create more success because we have seen, you know, obviously from the leap from Barca B and to, to the senior team is quite a leap because not only are you trying to find your place and to stay there, but you're, you're, you're competing about world-class players, you know? So mm -hmm. what are you going to do to stay there, right? If, if, if Barca has already brought you in, they already think highly of you, but you have to take it. And I think it's a good thing because, you know, maybe we need to take that, um, that name tag off us that we're soft, right? Maybe to yeah. get a little yeah. bit more razor elbows and, you know, maybe do yeah. a couple more bench presses in there as well. So uh, what else we got from Barca B? I know, uh, how are they doing overall, like, as a, as a team right now in the table? They're not going to get relegated, are they? 
No, 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 no. They're not going to get relegated. They're they're top to mid level right now. A lot of transition going on with players. Um, I can kind of go through those. So uh, Ilias, uh, his con- okay. A lot of these players that we've heard their names for the last three or four years, contracts are all com- running up here in June. So there's going to be some movement. We're going to see some players go. We're going to see some players stay. Uh, Ilias is one of them. His contract's up in June. Big, uh, strong interest from AC Milan. Uh, uh, his his party has been negotiating with Barca. From what I've read on Twitter and from what I've seen, we're, they're pretty far apart on the numbers. Uh, so we'll have to see what goes on with him. But as you know, he's a name that's been talked about in the in the Barca youth system for the last at least three or four years. So a um, couple other ones. Uh, uh, Alvaro Sanz has already moved. Uh, to another club in the Barcelona area. Uh, Alex Valle has, is pending of being transferred to FC Andorra on a loan deal. Obviously, that's uh, PK's club. Uh, so that I think Barca's kind of looking for a channel for there to send some players that are on the on the fringe that to go there and get some more time and then and take a look at them. Uh, Diego Almedia, uh, his, his agent's Jorge Mendez. He's looking for a new club for him. Uh, Victor Barbera is talking to to Bruges right now. Uh, looks like they were trying to get a deal done for a loan to go over to him uh, for the rest of this year, and then some other details in there. Uh, yesterday, when I looked, sounds like maybe that has broken up. Um, but all those players are all free in June, so we got some decisions need to be made in this window. Otherwise, we're going to lose them. So. Um, the one, the one important thing when you come talking about a business aspect to all these, all these deals that that Barca's trying to make for these players that have been in the system that they spent time and money on, every single deal that they're trying to make, they're trying to include in there the potential a buyback clause or a percentage of future sales. So that's really smart, right? They they haven't done that in the past, especially when Bar- Bartomeu was the president. They didn't do any of that. They would just let a player go, and you'd get nothing for it. So they're they're making these attachments to these players because they we've spent time and money and effort on developing them, and as you know, there's only so many players can be on the first team. There's just a backlog right now. the The younger teams, the juvenile A and below, those teams are so stacked with talent right now. There's a backlog, and so we got to unfor- the unfortunate part of this business is we got to move some people out because they can't all stay, and so that's what's going on right now. And then with those players potentially leaving. Then we have an influx of like South American players that uh, that are being discussed right now. Actually, somebody pen- posted in our in the WhatsApp group here about one of the players about Vitor Roge. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Roge. 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 Yeah. Sounds like a deal is almost uh, made for him. Uh, he's a fantastic striker. There's Wesley right back from Flamingo that they're talking to. There's uh, okay, and then there's a there's some so there's. From that South American, Deco's in there, you know, mixing it up, getting these players uh, at least talking about coming to Barcelona. So these are top talented kids that are uh, that they're talking to. Um, and so and then we've had some signings. Lucas Roman uh, signed to Barca B. For, he's an Argentinian kid. Uh, and then we had Unai Hernandez that we signed this past summer from uh, Girona, uh, who's a fantastic player, midfielder. Um, and he had actually had uh, time with the first team, Girona's first team, uh, and then he actually is starting to play now as well. So th- you see there's movement, and then uh, some of these other talented uh, players are coming in and filling those spots. So a lot of movement going on right now. They're playing well. They're playing well. It seems like they've, you know, it, 
it was a it was hit and miss. They'd go on a hot streak, then they'd go on a little losing streak for the first half of this year. Now they're playing really well, low uh, low scoring games. So the defensive mindset from Rafa Marquez is certainly taking taking <laughs> hold of that team, um, and they're being much smarter with the ball. Uh, and like I said, when you're and we talked about the physicalness of these players, Barca the the teams that Barca B plays. Now these are ki- kids from our aspect. These are younger yeah. players, but the teams they're playing are adults. Like these, I mean, some of these teams are made up of like thirty year olds. So uh, those teams certainly want to beat down on on the kids. And so I think that's why you've always seen like players that make it from the first team from Barca B do really well. Like Balde is a perfect example. He played on on Barca B and 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 there so he got beat on so he learned how to you know either get stronger and and take the beating and look at him now like he's not afraid of contact whatsoever he's not afraid of playing on this first team and what and probably why he's done so well but uh, a lot of stuff going on with players right now so we'll we'll keep everybody up to date on what's going on for sure and the the thing is you know i think you know when we talk about barca b it's almost like a college football team right american football team in that yeah you have a limited uh opportunity and it's kind of you know you either take it or yeah. leave it and then you get shipped off or sold off right and i think yeah i think that's really important to have those buybacks because again like you said there's so much money invested in these players and we've already developed them better than any other academy can and that's with right. the success of la masia clubs are willing to pay a high price and have those sales because they know they're getting a quality player not only uh, talented on the field, but also having that "quote unquote" great football IQ that we tend to have with these players. The other thing I just wanted to to talk about really quick before we move on or before we sign off is just this idea of um, using South America to get these players because uh, I think that's just an up top resources that we haven't really looked into. I mean, we've been you know obviously we we do a great job recruiting here locally in Spain, uh, but I think you know tapping that South American market obviously. Uh, you get a better, I think, bang for your buck. You know, if we're talking like yeah. investments and this type of idea, and also you can get players that are a little bit older, and they you can assimilate better that they're going to be a better fit for Barca B because, like you said, Barca B, these players are playing against grown men, and I think if you're able to show on tape on Barca B that you can hold up, you're used to the speed, it usually is a better transition to go to the senior team or to another, uh, you know, senior team around Europe. So I think those are really. Yeah. But again, imagine if they just continue to add these buybacks or more importantly, the percentage, then all of a sudden Barca just continue to make this money on the back end. And, you know, yep. that's really uh, positive going forward. So uh, anyway, we'll, we'll close the episode with that. I'm really exciting to see the influx of players because, again, you know, with our academy being so elite, uh, seeing all these players come in, you know, we always – we're always looking for the next next, right? And so yep. uh, it'll be interesting to see these players come through, especially like Angel Alcorcón, for example, and uh, these young players that you mentioned. So great stuff, as always. If you want to get Troy's Barca information, join our WhatsApp group because uh, he's always chiming in there with that information, which is great. So uh, we'll see what happens tonight with the Copa del Rey. Um, we're going to be watching. We'll be live chatting in our WhatsApp group, so it'll be exciting to watch. Troy, thanks for joining me. We'll talk soon. Talk to you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.